Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. I know that the preaching today, all the ladies in this house are going to like me. Because I want to talk about godly husbands. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us your word, the Bible. And we put the Bible above our own idea, above our culture and standard, Lord. We want to live our life up to your standard. We want to follow what you say in this book, the Bible, Lord. And we want to put everything we learn into practice. We know, Lord, your Holy Spirit inspired your servant to write the Bible so that it's good for teaching, training, rebuking, and correcting, and training in the righteousness, in the way of God, so that the man and the woman of God shall do the right thing, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. We want to open our hearts to hear what you want to say from the Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. I'm going to alternate teaching family about faith and about other things. Alternate so that you cannot predict what are going to come next Sunday. And you cannot avoid me. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Or the husband said, I find a good thing. Wow. Race. I could not hear. Oh, the husband, can you say one more time? Okay. I find a good things. Amen. And I obtain favor from the Lord. Everyone say out loud. I obtain favor from the Lord. Amen. So you need to look at your wife as a gift from God, as a manifestation of the favor of the Lord. Don't abuse the gift from God, okay? Treat the gift from God very well. Okay? Treat it with honor and respect. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 33. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joy to his wife, 
and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. I would like to talk about godly husbands in this series of teaching about happy family. I definitely have to teach this lesson two times. I cannot finish in one time. And the Bible compare relationship between husband and wife with the church and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible compare Jesus as the groom or the husband, and the church as the bride or the wife. And the Bible also mention how Jesus treat his bride, treat his wife. So man, the men who marry, who get married, you need to treat your wife the same way Jesus treat the church. He is our model. I heard the story of a man who was sitting in the seat on the airplane, and he looked at the ones sat beside him. And noticed that his wedding ring was in the right hand and in the index finger. His wedding ring. So that man, out of curiosity, turned around and said, "Gentleman, can I ask you a question? Why did you put your wedding ring in the wrong finger? That is not the finger you should put your wedding ring in. You should be in this ring finger and in the left hand." And the man say, "Oh, I put in the wrong finger because I marry a wrong woman." <laughs> I believe that many men in the world might have thought that way. After they got married for a few years, they say that I did not know this before. I said I do. I did not know that she was so mean to me. I did not know her problems and weaknesses. I have no idea that my wife gonna be this way. But my brothers and sisters, you're not married to a wrong woman. You gonna be a godly man, the right man to help your wife. It starts from the head of the house. The man. Need to know Jesus, need to love Jesus, and become little Jesus on this earth, that you will grow up to become more like Him, and you are little Jesus in your house. And no matter what background she came from, you are the one gonna help her to be prosperous, fruitful, strong, blessed, and fulfilled. I know that what I'm going to say in this teaching will not go along with what you watch in the TV, or what you read from the newspaper, or what you heard from your workplace or from your friend, because they did not create the marriage institution. The marriage institution was created by the Almighty God, so His instruction is the right thing for. Every marriage, we're gonna follow the instruction of God in the Bible here, and if we can follow, 
we will have a very, very successful family. I have been a pastor for 38, 39 years now, and I noticed that a lot of people have emotional problems, personal problem, broken down, personality issue, and if you trace back all these people, even though they came to church, but they still have a lot of problem, and if you trace back, most of the problem came from broken family, came from how the husband. Mistreat the wife, or how the wife mistreat the husband, or how this husband and wife mistreat their children. All this happened in the first 18 years of their life, and mold them to be that kind of person. That when they grow up to be a adult, they have a lot of problem in their life. So to build a godly marriage, a godly home, will dictate the future of your children. And also for the country and society as well, God wants us to build a godly home. Definitely, we need to be a godly husband and a godly wife. But in this teaching, I can emphasize about men first. Whether you already have married to a woman, or you are planning to marry because you are right now engaged, or one day you plan to get married as a single man, you need to hear this message. How about ladies? You listen to this teaching. You can also support your husband to be a godly man, and you can be also little Jesus in your workplace as well. Husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So the first role of a godly husband is to love your wife. Many of you may say in your heart right now. Or try to whisper to me, Pastor. Go to the next one, number two. <laughs> I already heard this many times in the church. Husband, love your wife. I know about it. I know. I know. Just go to the next one, number two. No, I'm gonna stay in number one for a long time. <laughs> you need to know how to love your wife. Amen. Hallelujah. God say, love your wife. What happened today is that. The business of what you are doing right now, in the name of love, in fact, is not love at all. Many people say this way: "I love my car, I love my house, I love the chocolate, Seattle chocolate. I love chocolate." But actually, when you say "I love something," in your heart, it means those things. Has done something good for you. I love my house because my house make me feel comfortable. I love my job because my job fulfill my career desire and my financial need. I love chocolate because it really satisfies my taste bud. So everything is about me. I love those because they bless me. But the Bible talk about love in a different way. The Bible say, "Love means give up your life. You sacrifice. You sacrifice for what? For the betterment, for the improvement, for the blessing, for the success of the person you love. Love is a sacrifice. Jesus loved the church. He sacrificed his life for the goodness, for the success of his people." 
in the same manner, husband, how can you measure your love for your wife? You measure by looking at the size of the cross you carry, how big the cross you carry, how much sacrifice you do for your wife. It's not about by for your enjoyment. Many husbands say, "I love my wife as long as she still cook for me, sleep with me, bless me, take care of the house." But one day, if she's sick, she cannot do it. Oh, I think I should find another girl. She cannot serve me anymore. That is not love. That is selfishness. That is about me, me, me. Actually, when husband love the wife, it means that you love her to death. You love her. And sacrifice your life for her. You lay down your life. You carry the cross for her. When you talk about love, you we talk about the cross. We talk about dying. Dying to what? Very painful. Dying to your flesh. Dying to your own desire. Your own wanting. You say, "I give up my flesh." I die to my flesh. I gonna carry the cross for my wife. And some of you may say the cross is too big for me to carry. You can do it by the grace of God. That's why it's hard to be a godly husband without the Lord Jesus in your life. Amen. Most husband in the world who don't know God basically are selfish and live for themselves. Only godly husband can carry the cross for their wife. Amen. God never command wife to love husband. Do you notice that? God only command husband to love the wife. But will the wife love the husband? Yes. If you love your wife first, the wife gonna love you in return. But if you don't love your wife, it will be hard for her to respect you, honor you, and love you. So it start from you. Start from the man. The man initiate the love. For the wife, the Bible says, "Husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her." I want to talk about three S of being like Jesus. Jesus is the Savior of the church; He saved the church. Jesus is a sanctifier of the church, and Jesus is a satisfier of the church. As you love your wife. The first thing you do in loving your wife is you are the little savior. You fill your life with the presence of Jesus Christ, and you say that I represent Jesus in this home. I'm gonna be a biblical lover, just like Jesus Christ. I'm gonna be a biblical savior. I'm gonna be a part of saving my wife. I'm gonna save her. Many of you, after you get married, you may think that my wife don't deserve my love. Wow, I thought she is lovable, but after I get married, she is not that lovable. I think I should walk away. She's so mean to me sometimes, but that is the world idea. God's idea is that husband, you love her. Even though she may not be kind to you, but you love her until you turn her around to be a lovable person. I experienced this myself with Jesus Christ. Before I became a Christian, I was a very selfish man, 
very mean man like to gossip very pessimistic man but one day american missionary told me about jesus i saw the movie that jesus died on the cross he suffered at the whipping post he suffered for me he died for me and i did not believe in god that much because i came from scientific background i believe in evolution but when i saw jesus die for me i could not resist the love of jesus i say god i know it take time to believe in god in the creator but i cannot deny that jesus loved me and he sacrificed his life for me so i invited jesus christ into my life and he began to show love to me he provided me a job He protected me. He provided me finances. He showed love to me. He just saved me. He he just sent me people who teach me the Bible, put me in the right church at that generation at that time, and I am changed by the love of God from the selfish man, from the mean man, from a very negative man. His love changed me from an unlovable person. To be lovable person, is that the right way to do? Husband, make a decision. You are not going to be a goofy man. You are not going to be evil man. You are going to be a godly man, filled with Jesus, and your behavior, your lifestyle, gonna make your wife do right thing. She used to do wrong thing. Now she can do right thing because your life in your home inspire her to do the right thing. Your wife may not be lovable after she tricked you in. Her real t- person come up, and you say, "Wow, I don't know you are like this." But you still love her, and your love for her, your sacrifice for her. Will change her to be a lovable woman, amen? amen. In fact, in marriage, a lot of men try to turn a woman on, so that the woman will say "I do" at the wedding. But according to the Bible, you ask your lady to say "I do," and after she say "I do," you turn her on to be the right woman. Turning on come after. You say I do. All the days of your life, after you get married, you turn her on. You turn her on, on to be what? To be a lovable woman, godly woman, successful woman. You are the savior. You are the deliverer of your wife. You are the prince of peace. You are the light. You're the bread, just like Jesus, the bread of the world. You are her strength. You are the one who support your wife to be. The right kind of woman, that is the godly husband. How many people can call yourself "I am a lover"? How many people can call yourself "I am a lover"? Okay, can I believe that? If you are the lover, you need to follow the footstep of Jesus. You're gonna love the church. He loved the church to death. You need to love your wife to death. You need to carry the cross, amen? amen. There is some sacrifice in any relationship. You remember, after God created Adam, God slid open his side, 
and I believe that is bleeding. When you cut on the skin, there is bleeding. After that, he took the rib out, one rib, and create a woman to be his wife. Before Jesus birthed the church, he has to be crucified. The Roman soldiers stabbed the spear into his chest. The blood came out, and he birthed the church. Husband, you are a lover. You shed your blood. You sacrifice your life. You carry the cross. I like the story of Jacob and Rachel. Jacob had to work for 14 years in order to marry her. Wow, 14 years. That's a long time to have the right to marry Rachel, his lover. Sacrifice, working hard. You have to pay the price of inconvenience, husband. You need to commit yourself. You pay the price and you commit yourself. You sacrifice your life to bring fulfillment to your wife, to bring success to your wife, to make her holy and pure. Amen? I notice man is not happy with this teaching right now. It's hard to do. Many men run away from a woman, from his wife, because he finds out that she has some flaw character or she has some problem in her life. He ran away and find another woman. Let's look at Jesus. Has Jesus forsaken us? How many times do you think about Jesus that you have made so many mistakes in your life? You blew it. You make mistakes. You rebel. Did Jesus leave you? Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrated His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When Jesus looked from heaven, He looked at me. Pastor Lau, at that time, I was Varun Lahaprasit, not pastor yet. He looked at me. Wow, he is really messed up. Wow, he's going the wrong direction. Wow, he's a selfish man. Wow, this man has a lot of problems, has a lot of curses, has a lot of bad habits. Hmm, I cannot stand this. I'm going to come into the world to save him. I shall die for him. Is that the way Jesus is? When you look at your wife, you say, wow, she has this problem. Wow, she has doubt. She is a complainer. She's sad all the time. She has a hard time smiling. She's negative. Instead of running away, you say, ah, my wife needs a savior. I'm a little savior in this house. Jesus, fill me up. I'm going to save my wife from depression, from doubt, from being negative. I am your savior. I'm going to live a godly life in this house to show you example. I'm going to bring the presence of God into my house and the fire of God in my life. going to set you free when you fall asleep. I'm going to lay hand on you and say, in the name of Yeshua Hamakshik, you're going to be free from depression. If you're sick, I lay hand on you. You're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. You are little Jesus on earth to your wife. You are the Savior. You are the healer for her. 
by the power of God, by the presence of God. There is no love if there is no sacrifice. Love includes sacrifice. Amen. If you love your wife, you can have to pay the ultimate price of dying to your flesh. You are not going to follow your flesh anymore. You're going to say no to your flesh and do everything to get her out from the problem. I like Christian wedding. The vow, wedding vow, I love it. Before I became a Christian, I did not know, understand in the church why the pastor had to say this to the husband. Will you love her in sickness and in health? Will you stay with her for richer and poorer? Will you be with her until death separate you? I believe that the pastor or the church that wrote this vow wordings know that the husband who is getting married doesn't know yet what he's going to face. He doesn't know. So that's why he needs that vow, the commitment, from the mouth of that becoming husband. That are you sure you're going to be with her in sickness and in disease or in health? For richer or poorer? Because after you get married, you find out, oh, oops. Uh, I find out that I need to commit to her no matter what. Husband, you need to think this way. No matter how she treats you, no matter how she speak to you or yell at you. You will not leave her. You will stay with her. You will be an example of a godly life to her. You will help her to come out from the problem. You are the little savior in your house. You will never forsake her. You will never leave her. Just like Jesus never forsake us, he never leave us. He stayed with us all along until we go to heaven. We are committed people. We commit with our spouse. Amen? No matter what our wife is doing, at a certain time of her month, her hormone change, she may be jittery and very upset easily at that time of her month. Just understand her and don't get mad at her. Amen? So that's number one, Savior. Everyone say, I am a Savior. I have Jesus in me. Jesus will work in me and work through me. Number two, Ephesians 5, 26 to 27, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Men, when you marry your wife, you don't only marry her body. You marry her past. You marry her good. And you marry her bad. You marry the whole package. There is no perfect woman in the world. When she tried to trick you in to marry her, wow, makeup on her face, lipstick on her lips. You look at her eyelashes. 
Wow, so beautiful eyelashes. I fall in love with this woman. She dressed so well. She smells so good because she put perfume on that day to trick you in. But after the honeymoon period is over, you find out that her eyelashes are so small. You find out that the makeup is gone, and she looks different now. You look at her; she has very thick eyebrow. Now I saw little. After she wake up in the morning, she's not the same woman that you dated. You marry the whole package, the real thing. Wow, she is so nice to me during the dinner time. Now I find out she can scream. Wow, she looks so nice, but I find out she snores very loud at night. She's being nice to me. Hi, how are you? Are you okay? After I got married, I find out she can swear. <laughs> Guess what? If you love her, you shall sanctify her. Her good part, thank God for that blessing. But her bad part, her snoring, her screaming, that is the part you need to sanctify her. What is sanctification? Sanctification means purification. Means make it clean, clean up. It means set apart for the good work. Your job is to help her to be less and less of the wrong thing, and have more and more of the glory and the righteousness and the goodness of God in her life. She become more calm. She become more patient and long suffering. She speak nice. You lay hand on her, and she can stop snoring. After that, she, God healed her from snoring. Amen. You sanctified her. When you married to her, that is the beginning of the sanctification job. Amen. Sometimes the thing is working well, and after a while, why the water come up into the sink? And you need to get a plumber to go into the pipe and clean up the junk in there. The same thing. After the honeymoon period, you begin to see something clog up, something not you don't expect to rise up in your marriage. And Jesus is the plumber. Jesus in you gonna help her to clean up her junk. It may take years. It may take 10 years, 20 years, but you keep practicing the word of God. You remember the Bible say Jesus washed his church with the washing water of the word. You are the man who practice the word of God. You are a moving, walking Bible in your house. Whatever you do, your wife will see the Bible through you. You are the Man who practices the Bible, and your wife will be washed, will be cleansed. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 27 again, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Many women 
came from a very negative home experience. Came from abusive family. The dad and the mom may be alcoholic, yelling at each other, yelling at the kids, or practice favoritism. Some people even grow up without parents. They feel rejection on the inside. They always look for acceptance, looking for position, looking for words of affirmation because they have been rejected in their family. They grow up with a very bad family, and that's why they have a lot of problems in their life. After this woman married you, and what happened? The Bible says Jesus came to get rid of the spot. What is the spot? When you put the drop of ink on the church, you see the spot of ink on your church. The spot means the negative things that show out external, which means the things of the world, the sin of the parents affect her, the things of the world affect her, make her imperfect, and make her become unlovable. The things outside affect that woman, your wife. Another one is wrinkle. Wrinkle is the manifestation of the internal aging. So the wrinkle is inside weakness and sinful nature. Some women may have a weakness of short temper, or jealousy, or lack of self-control, or loving money, whatever. Like to shop all the time, go out and chop, 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 chop. Love materials, whatever. Spot or wrinkle, husband, you have the job to help her. You will be her joy. Her joy will not be on material anymore. You will be her strength if she needs strength. You will be her support when she needs support. When she needs peace. You are her peace. You are the one who will sanctify her, make her more and more beautiful, more holy, more righteous. If she goes off, you bring her back and talk to her with kindness and by faith. Amen. So that is the husband to help your wife to walk in the right path. To do the right thing, you need to be the head of the household. A lot of time, when Christian men heard about being leader in the house, they think that oh, leader means I gotta tell you what to do. I'm the boss here. I'm a dictator. No, no, no. Being a leader means a servant. You serve your wife. You help your wife to be successful, to be fulfilled, to be fruitful. Husband, the leader who serves the wife. Not the dictator. Not telling the wife what to do. Amen. One more. Verse twenty-eight. I think I need to stop at this point. Verse twenty-eight, and we come back next time. I will not tell you which Sunday. <laughs> so husbands ought to love their own wife as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. How many people agree with me that we love our own body? That's why food industry is so flourishing. People love to please their stomach. People like to go to the gym <laughs> to build a thigh muscle. 
I never go to the gym myself because I'm too busy. But I heard that some gym like this <laughs> to build the muscle. Why men like to build the muscle? Because they love their own body. They want to look good. Is that right? You want to do everything to please yourself. But the Bible say that if you love your wife, you're gonna treat your wife just like you treat your own body. You will do everything to make her happy. You will not be like a cat and dogs in the house. This is my policy after I get married with Pastor Da. I tell you how I try to be a godly husband. This is my policy. If anything major about the kingdom of God, I will talk to her and make sure she agree with me. I will deal with the major issue. About the kingdom, such as let us build a church. I talk to her, and that is a major decision in my life with her. Okay, let's go to that city for a mission. I talk to her because it's the major decision about the kingdom. But in other things, da, what you like to eat? <laughs> I eat with you. Da, which house you like? I can live there. What car you like to drive? Okay, la, just buy that car. I want to satisfy my wife. I want to make my wife happy. But definitely, the major decision regarding leading my family, leading my kids, leading the church to the kingdom of heaven, I need to make the decision. She need to follow me. But other things. This is our habit when we go to restaurant. Pastor Dan know that I will never pick up the menu. She knows. She pick up the menu and she choose whatever she like to eat. I don't care because I want my wife to be happy. Whatever clothes you want to wear, go for it. I want you to be happy. All the houses we bought, she pick the house, not me. She likes it. Okay, buy that house. I want to satisfy my wife. I want to make her happy. I want her to enjoy living with me. I'm not the center of this house. She need to be happy. Happy wife, happy life. Is that right? So whatever you can do to satisfy her. It may mean that you say, "I loved you every day." It may mean that you say to her, "Last night I dream about you all night." Make her happy. You need to study your wife. In my job, as a man, I have three things to study. Number one, I need to read medical journal. Because I need to do 50 hours a year in order to continue my license. If I don't read 50 hours of journal, I will lose my license. So I have to study. Two, I need to study the Bible because I need to preach and teach, and I need to grow myself. And the third one, not less important than the Bible and medical journal, I need to study my wife. I need to know what my wife likes and what my wife doesn't like. Whatever she doesn't like, I stay away and try to not get involved. 
And the Bible say, husband ought to love their own wife as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. You satisfy only your wife, not other women. Don't try to be a man who tries to satisfy ten women at the same time. Only your wife. Other women, they're just your friend. Don't try to please this woman, that woman. No, only your wife. Wow, today all the ladies like me. <laughs> Praise God. So, love your wife. You become little Jesus. You love God with all your heart. You let God fill your life. You follow the footstep of Jesus. You become example to save your wife out of the problem. You are the sanctifier. You bring the word of God into the reality in the home. You bring the presence of God, the Holy Spirit there to sanctify your wife and her weaknesses. Her flaw character will be changed from glory to glory to glory because she mingles. She lives with a godly man. And your character will rub on her and she's going to be changed too. Is that right? Your character of generosity, kindness, love, patience, faith, graciousness going to rub on your wife and she's going to become like you. You speak kindly, eventually she will speak kindly like you. It will rub on you, uh, rub on her. Three, you are the satisfier. Everyone say, Savior. Number two, sanctifier. Number three, satisfier. Turn to your wife and say, I loved you. I loved you. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us this lesson, Lord. We know, Lord, this lesson is not only for men, but for wives as well, that they can practice the same thing to their children. They can be used by you to be savior, sanctifier, and satisfier, Lord, in the society. Father, we love you so much and we want to build a godly home to glorify you. My home shall be the salt and the light in this society. When people come to my home, they will see God there. They will see the holiness of God, the love of God. They will see heaven in my home. Heaven is open over my home, Father. We thank you, Lord. We promise you, we will put this teaching into practice, Lord. By your grace, all the men who listen to this teaching can be little savior, can be little sanctifier as a representative of their Lord Jesus Christ in this generation. And they can be a satisfier. They will love their wife just as they love their own body. Thank you, Father. All the single men in this room and who listen to this teaching, I pray, Lord, that you will 
provide for them a godly wife. And while they are single and getting ready for marriage, I pray, Lord, that you will train them to be a godly man. That there will be a godly husband when the right time comes. I pray, Father, for the single woman in this room, in this church, and those who are listening to this teaching right now, Father. You say, "Ask, and it will be given to you." Knock and the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Lord, as a pastor, as a man of God, I pray and make a petition to you that all the single women who plan to get married will be provided by you a very godly, God-fearing. Righteous man who can lead them to the way of God. Lord, open the door for all these ladies to find the right husband. No matter how old they are, Lord, you have no limitation. They may say that I'm too old now. I just turned thirty. I'm too old. No, you're not old. God can still provide for you. A godly man for you, oh Lord. I pray that their needs shall be met. I declare, I demand that the members of New Hope International Church and those who be taking care of around the world shall have successful marriage and a successful home. In the mighty name. Of Yeshua Hamakshik. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.